This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuned in to the new TNN. It is with great reluctance that I announce the indefinite suspension of the Ultimate Warrior. This suspension is a direct result of the Ultimate Warrior's failure to appear as advertised last weekend in Indianapolis, Detroit, and Pittsburgh. This suspension will be immediately lifted, however, as soon as the Warrior posts an appearance bond to ensure WWF fans that he will appear where advertised. However, the Ultimate Warrior is here tonight, as promised, and will wrestle Owen Hart. We remain hopeful that the Ultimate Warrior will soon post an appropriate appearance bond and return to action here in the World Wrestling Federation. Despite the immense popularity of the Ultimate Warrior, no one wrestler is above answering to our loyal WWF fans. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, as you have just heard from the no longer interim, yet still fan-friendly president of the World Wrestling Federation, Gorilla Monsoon, tragedy has befallen the ultimate warrior. But that doesn't mean that tragedy has befallen the new TNN podcast feed, because you're listening to the Concrete Man Appearance Bond Special. What does that mean? Well, folks, as you know, here on the new TNN, Concrete Man is the show where we track the journey of Vince McMahon commentating on in-your-house pay-per-views and tracking all the crazy, insane ways that he says, in your house! But our last special was cut, our last episode was cut a little short because it, it was only, you know, half of a pay-per-view spectacular, In Your House, Beware of Dog 1, as Vince McMahon is not a part of In Your House, Beware of Dog 2. So, in order to level out the house, <laughs> house jokes, uh, Johnny C is back with a Concrete Man special, which we sometimes do here, and the Concrete Man appearance uh, bond special is a great place to drop in and talk about all the things that have changed in the World Wrestling Federation since we last joined you for Beware of Dog. And I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, much has changed since we be war of the dog. Namely, we had a pay-per-view in the middle of Beware of Dog in our next In Your House, The King of the Ring. The King of the Ring 1996 is a legendary pay-per-view, not just because the opening and exiting video packages have the sweet music from Aliens. Dun, dun, stun, dun, 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 Many things took place at the King of the Ring, including the introduction of Cloudy. Do you think there's a chance he had meatballs? It's a cloudy joke and a cloudy with a chance of meatballs joke. The Undertaker found his arch nemesis in the appearance of Mankind, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, a.k.a. Dude Love, a.k.a. Mick Foley, a.k.a. Dad, a.k.a. Mr. Sucko! Uh, Jesus, how many nicknames you got, Mick? Oh, just a few more, Stallion. Hold on. That's a Rocky Four joke. Ahmed Johnson! From Pearl River, Mississippi, the Pearl Powerhouse! 
Uh, got, uh resuscitated by the lungs of gold dust and then he stalked gold dust around on that episode of raw and he was like uh, hey man you're standing in front of that door i need to get i need to get there gold dust is behind that door and that jobber guy's like wrong door ahmed turns around and he's like <laughs> wrong door and he runs into the guy and they flies to the door and it made the raw opening for a long time i love that scene but ahmed johnson defeated gold dust at the king of the ring to become the intercontinental champion sean michaels put his feud with the british bulldog the duty rotten puva himself to rest no thanks to mr perfect and his outside the ring shenanigans however at the conclusion of the wild world wrestling federation championship match Camp Cornette attacked in full the Heartbreak Kid. He may be the most flamboyant, charismatic, unbelievable superstar in Federation history, but even Shawn Michaels is not immune to an assault of three world-class athletes such as Owen Hart, the British Bulldog, and the man we know as Vader. So, as HBK was getting assaulted, he was protected by his longtime wild card friend, we'll talk about it, the new Intercontinental Champion Ahmed Johnson. And then finally, when the combined forces of Ahmed and HBK were not enough, they were joined by the Ultimate Warrior. And fan friendly President Gorilla Monsoon booked a six man tag team main event spectacular to main event the next in your house, the International Incident. Seen Camp Cornette. Taking on HBK Ahmad and the Warrior. Oh! Stone Cold Steve Austin also won the King of the Ring and gave some sort of speech. I don't know if you've heard about it. I heard it was good, but I have yet to catch the footage. Though, unfortunately, it has nothing to do uh, with the, the main focus of today's show. So, the unthinkable has happened. The show begins... This being the, uh, and what we're going to talk about today is the July 8th episode of Monday Night Raw, where the shocking suspension takes place. And the show does start with the very words that you heard at the beginning of this podcast. We enter Monday Night Raw in like Wisconsin or some shit like that. It's on like the, uh, we're on the third week of a four week Raw cycle uh, that's being taped. And, of course, that means that this shit's been in the can for a while, so we need to find some sort of way to deal with this ultimate predicament that we are facing. Owen Hart is in the ring with James E. Cornette, and the ultimate warrior makes his entrance. Now, the warrior's music starts playing. There's a bit of a delay, and Vince is like, Is the warrior even here? The warrior emerges. Yes! The ultimate warrior is here! Is this perhaps the last time we will see the ultimate warrior? We very much hope not. He is the most reckless individual in WWF history. There's a great moment as ultimate warrior mounts the turnbuckle above Owen Hart, who's standing on the outside looking up. And the look on Owen's face is like, oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? Just proving that Owen Hart fucking rules. Now... These taped shows, especially this one that I've chosen to watch, usually feature all-time bad commentary because it's all added in post-production and what have you, and I hate that. And I really hate the desire of the WWF to add in references to things that have happened since the taping so they don't feel stale and old, like, hey, we might be live, it's possible, anything can happen to the WWF, that other show might be live all the time, but we're sometimes live. And if you'd like to hear more about that, check out 
Uh, the Wrestling War Zone on the North South Connection Podcast Network, where I appear sometimes hosting some shows, uh, because JT and Chad uh, will cover this all in great detail, okay? I'm not trying to ape their shit. It just so happened that I'm covering the same time period they've already covered. I picked this episode of Raw because it's random and kind of, you know, it's important to us, but it's kind of unimportant to the history of the WWF, so I don't feel like I'm stealing from them too much. Speaking of this being a taped show, though, folks, all the research that I could muster and find indicated that if I'm reading it properly, that this match may have been taped towards the end of the taping. So I'm wondering if this was originally set to air on the go-home episode to International Incident and perhaps put doubt in your minds if the Ultimate Warrior would even make it to International Incident. I could be wrong. Uh, but there is so much that happens in post-production on this show in the week following that uh, I don't really know. A lot of work had to be done to cover up this ultimate problem. I guess you could say the Ultimate Warrior would not be getting his ultimate win at WrestleMania 7 or International Incident. Vince and King, just to let you know how stale and out of touch this commentary is, reference the Music Man. During the Ultimate Warrior's entrance, in a uh, desperate attempt to show how hip they are, you might know the music man, you know? 76 trombones, Madam Librarian. Hello, I'm Robert Preston, I'm the music man, and I'm here to sell you a bonafide, suitified monorail, and perhaps an all-boys band. But don't forget, Starfighter, I'm also coming for you, because I'm Centauri of the last Starfighter. This is a Robert Preston joke for everybody out there that's still listening. Uh, the King... Claims that Camp Cornette has a plan for the Ultimate Warrior, so don't you worry about that. Vince is very sad about Gorilla Monsoon's announcement, but agrees that he wants the Ultimate Warrior to post that appearance bond. Uh, also tonight, for those wondering, the Godwins will be taking on the other two members of Camp Cornette, so stay tuned. Moments into this match, ladies and gentlemen, we cut to the WWF Studios live via split screen, so Vincent King can talk to the sexy powers. Who? Well, allow me to explain. I've often, on many podcasts, talked about the unique combination that is Ahmed Johnson and the Heartbreak Kid. They're sort of, because not only are they two of the top babyfaces in the WWF, they're the WWF and Intercontinental Champions, they're sort of the 1996 version of the Mega Powers. Don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing them to the actual Mega Powers, the people, but the configuration. It's kind of the best of what's around. Oh, goodness, I'm Matt Johnson. You've got a sexy friend, and you're the best of what's around. I guess you could say they're two chaps with straps, and they do have history dating back to the wild card match at the Survivor Series. See, they're wild card buddies. Now, both men are shirtless and holding their championship gold. Ahmed is in some striped spandex, while HBK is in dress pants. Notwithstanding your individual title defenses next week on Raw, who have you selected to replace the Ultimate Warrior at the international incident in your house? He said it. Heartbreak promises not to drag it out. And uh, he'll, he'll, it's going to hit right between the eyes when we reveal who our partner is. Don't worry, he'll be here soon, Jack. I'm Matt Johnson. Anything to add? Well, first of all, anybody who walked out now was just Shawn Michaels. I'm Matt Johnson. Got to be able to hold his own. This ain't the type of man you want to fight over Sunday dinner. Not the kind of man you fight over, period. 
back to live action as the sexy powers await their friend's arrival. This match, ladies and gentlemen, is scheduled to go 10 minutes, and about one minute in, the Ultimate Warrior is completely blown up. King says that he turned the sexy powers down when they reached out to him to be the tag team partner, so Vince wonders who it could be. What about Mr. Perfect? Mr. Perfect? I don't know, it's a possibility. Anything can happen in the WWF. Uh, what about O.J. Simpson? He needs some money. Ha See, just casually referencing pop culture things that have happened. Owen bounces around for the Ultimate Warrior like a pro in this match. The King now suggests that perhaps Daryl Strawberry could be the partner. He's like the Ultimate Warrior. He was gone for a long time and came back. And I think he's been suspended since he didn't show up at the plate. Ha-ha! Wait a minute. He was 0 for 4, wasn't he? Vince brings up Owen Hart's cast. King mentions that Owen Hart, like a fighter pilot etches the names of all of his kills into his cast? Good lord! That's one part of Top Gun Maverick you didn't see. Uh, Maverick etching the names of all of his victims into his helmet. We've got the guys from the Red Star Country 1, uh, Red Star Country Guy 2, uh, Red Star Country Guy 3. Oh, and I can't forget Goose. I guess I killed him too. Uh, also now, according to Jerry the King Lawler, the partner for the Sexy Powers will be the Streaker from Wimbledon. Ha ha! Will you stop? The, uh, the match continues, and the King brings up, uh, more partners after Vince sort of opens the door for him. The Ultimate Warrior, quite surprisingly, is focused on this match, despite the news he received earlier today. You're right, big man! A lot's on his mind! You know, Hurricane Bertha is headed towards Puerto Rico! Ah! Oh no! Will Hurricane Bertha affect the world-famous Puerto Rican team from WCW history? I certainly hope not. The Warrior no-sells the patented Owen Hart spinning heel kick. Why, I forgot about it! In the butt of the jaw! The Warrior up, however! It's got no effect! The Warrior hits a multiple clothesline assault. The Warrior then does his Warrior dance and gets groggy. Hmm... Owen Hart does the little gut kick, clearly hoping the Ultimate Warrior will catch his foot so he can do the Shawn Michaels killing in Sagiri. The Warrior says, Catch and don't make the world go round, and refuses to catch the little gut kick. So Owen gets him in the corner for mud hole stomping. He then brings the Warrior center ring, talks to him, and sets up, hoping the Warrior will abide to the next spot of the match. Owen goes for a souplay, but the Ultimate Warrior reverses into a souplay of his own. He goes for the big splash. Owen Hart gets his knees up, though. Then has the Ultimate Warrior in the sharpshooter position, but decides to kick the Warrior in the midsection. After this kick, Owen Hart throws up the O'Doyle rules and then grabs his cast arm in pain, selling it. Oh, it's beautiful awesomeness by Owen Hart. We cut to the king on headset, and he's in the camera frame, and he grins and yells, Finish him off, Owen! Warrior isn't going to win this war! Come on, Owen! You're the greatest! And then he keeps saying something off camera, and the only reason I bring this up is that when when the camera's on him, it's obviously live dialogue, like live-to-tape dialogue, and then we cut back to him off the camera. The sound quality changes immediately, and it's so jarring because we're back to this quote-unquote live commentary. It just stands out like a sore thumb, and I wanted to make fun of him. But we're all aware it happens. It's nothing new. 
We head to a commercial, but we're back. And as we're back, Owen Hart is doing the pumping up and down Ultimate Warrior hand motions. It's quite brilliant. Jim Cornette gets in some cheap shots on the Warrior. Eventually, Owen Hart does do the Shawn Michaels killer in Sagiri. He throws up old Doyle rules once again, then runs over to grab his slammy from Jim Cornette in celebration. It's beautiful. He finally goes for the cover. One, two, no. The Warrior kicks out with some authority, I must say, tossing Owen to the outside, but Owen runs back in and locks in the sharpshooter, but oh no, the Warrior kicks him away. The Warrior warriors up. Hits the shoulder tackle. The British Bulldog is here. British Bulldog enters the ring. Before the British Bulldog can do anything illegal, however, the Ultimate Warrior throws Bulldog into the corner. The bell rings, so clearly the Ultimate Warrior is disqualified for attacking an innocent bystander. Obviously, the numbers game of Camp Cornette catches up. The British Bulldog power slams the Warrior. All of a sudden, here comes the man they call Vader! Of course, the sexy powers are not here this week. So they're not going to be able to rescue an ultimate warrior. Vader does many Vader bombs. Cornette hits the warrior with the racket. Some WWF officials come to break it up. The warrior's in trouble as never before. And we head to another commercial. We're back. And we see footage moments ago. Referees had to carry the ultimate warrior out of the ring. And folks, he is indeed out. Never to be seen again on WWF slash E programming until he came back to join the Hall of Fame, give that crazy, creepy promo, and die. Back to the WWF studios, and the sexy powers look upset, but really not that upset. Still topless, I might add. Well, I tell you, that's what you can expect from Camp Cornette, Jack. That's why we got a third guy. Sure, I've had my differences with him, but I've had differences with a lot of people. And I guarantee you won't walk over him like you just did the Ultimate Warrior. The sexy powers disappear from my screen, and I hear some saucy music, and Vince yells, Savio! Savio! Mega! Come on! Get down and get funky with Savio! Okay, he didn't, but I really wanted him to. But Savio Vega is on the prowl and out for the next contest. On his way down to the ring, however, Savio, Savio Vega, is met with an unexpected visitor. It's Brian Pillman! Pillman's out. He's, of course, still on his crutches. And he takes a swing at Chevy Vega. Wait, Chevy Vega? I don't drive a Chevy Vega. I drive a Savio Vega. Anyway, he takes a swing at Savio. J.J. Dillon, of all motherfucking people, comes out to send Pillman to the back. McMahon declares, Pillman is a walking time bomb. What are you talking about, McMahon? He's not even walking. He's on crutches. Aha! Pillman goes to the back. I weep. Would have loved some Pillman on commentary or something. Uh, this week's episode of Monday Night Raw is sponsored by the World Wrestling Federation magazine. Available tomorrow on newsstands everywhere. This month, we feature the wild man, Mark Marrow, and Sable on the cover. I had this magazine. All this promo made me do was weep that I didn't hold on to these things. I mean, seriously. The pro wrestling podcast market has been tapped. I mean, it really, really has. But if we had access to these things, if somebody out there had the wherewithal and the talent to produce a podcast, and they had a stack full of these magazines where you could pick out the articles and analyze them and make fun of them and blah, 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 
I think that person would be sitting on a gold mine, as a uh, old 40s prospector might say. Hey, McMahon, you know you see Sable on the cover of that magazine. You know I'm thinking about it. I think the streaker from Wimbledon was Sable. I look just like her. Oh! Savio Vega is going to have an opponent tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and here he comes. It's JHB, Justin Hawk Bradshaw. You see, on May 18th, on an episode of Superstars, Savio and JHB got into some fisticuffs, and it was Caribbean Strap versus Texas Bull Rope, and they were just swinging away at one another. JHB hits the ring. The bell rings, and we're underway with a very hard-hitting and physical matchup. So much, in fact, that Vince McMahon says, it's a physical matchup. And the king continues the ongoing narrative of who the mystery opponent might just be. I got it, McMahon. Speaking of physical, I think the partner's going to be John Travolta. What? Yeah, John Travolta. You know, he's got some powers. He can heal you with his mind. Pause! As I often do here on new TNN shows, folks, I hit pause when I want to stop talking about the action in the ring or whatever's happening on the show. This Jerry the King Lawler statement made me travel back in time. And while John Travolta may not have time powers, time powers, who says such things, it just goes to show that the power of the World Wrestling Federation offers more than a person could possibly imagine. Because this statement takes me through memories past and makes me remember exactly where I was watching this episode of Monday Night Raw in my life. Now, I don't live in California. But I watched this episode of Raw in California. This summer, we took a family trip to go see some family out California way. Uh, Looking for some internet. That's a South Park joke. But in all seriousness, it made me remember because on this trip, I tried desperately to see Independence Day in a beautiful, massive, Los Angelodian movieplex. Because we didn't have big, awesome movieplexes where I'm from. We had movie theaters, but not big, awesome movieplexes. I was denied as a sold-out crowd here at this Los Angeles movieplex, purchased all the available tickets for Independence Day. But since we'd planned on seeing a movie, I had to see Phenomenon, starring John Travolta. I think I've told the story before on a movie-related show. But that also makes me remember that this very night, on the opposite channel on TNT, the fucking NWO has been revealed... Because I remember watching Nitro this night as well in the same living room at the same family's house out in California and being blown the fuck away that Hulk Hogan turned heel. He was joining up with the medium-sized mang and the big mang. And now we've got, I don't know, the in-between mang. And I was just floored. So a little kidster named Johnny C was very... Very, very much glued to the television on this evening. That's the whole story. I guess we could unpause now. Oh, that movie phenomenon, by the way, it sucks. And I haven't seen it since. I refuse to watch it. But, you know, Independence Day sucked too, so whatever. But that, that that's just, you know, something I did want to point out. It's, it's the night after Bash at the Beach, 1996. Heel kick by Savio Vega. It's actually cool. GBH... I'm going to fuck that up, so I'm just going to call him Bradshaw. Bradshaw's in the corner. Savio sprints and does a spinning heel kick and flips over the top rope and lands on his feet. It looks really, really nice. 
Vince threatens us, the audience watching at home, by promising that Camp Cornet and the Godwins is coming up very soon. You know, that match looks to be very physical as well. As our good friend Jim Ross might say, it's going to be a slobber knocker. I swear to God, he says it. Uh, during this sleeper, we're told that Justin Hawk Bradshaw lost to a relative newcomer here in the WWF last week on Superstars named Freddie Joe Floyd. I weep for Bradshaw that he lost to Freddie Joe Floyd, but promises a rematch forthcoming this weekend. Sonia Vega, the Caribbean legend, gets out of this sleeper hold, but walks into a Bradshaw big boot. Upon the delivery of the big boot, Bradshaw celebrates by yelling, The King is upset that this week we haven't had any special guest commentators. Last week, we had Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, why can't we have him out here again? There's always room. Or, God damn it, I fucked up the joke. There's always room for one more. Ah! It wasn't a very good. Well, actually, that's a Of all the jokes that the King has this evening, I have to admit that one kind of made me chuckle. Vince gets all indignant, like, we can't have Jake the Snake Roberts out here because last week you and mankind assaulted Jake the Snake Roberts. But what will happen at the international incident in your house when mankind takes on Jake the Snake Roberts? Nothing will happen, Vin Man, because the match won't happen. He also keeps calling it the international incident. We'll see if that continues. I also love how here on Concrete Man, Vince has started yelling the subtitles of the pay-per-view just as insanely as he yells uh, the In Your House. Like, beware of dog. I mean, if you haven't listened to Concrete Man, beware of dog. You should. But at one point, he's just like, what's going to happen? Beware of dog. And it was fucking, fucking glorious. All right, King, as this match continues, give it up. Who is the partner going to be? Oh, you just said it, McMahon. Who? Exactly. What? No, McMahon. Who? What? Oh, Jerry the King Lawler, you're, you're talking about who? A new superstar that's debuted recently on Superstars. Just think, what kind of a wrestler would be named who? And if you'd like to know more about who, check out the archives where I did an entire episode on who. Uh, I think it was a Bright Man episode of Who. You might have to go deep into the archives. You might have to actually go to the Podbean website because I use Podbean for hosting because it's probably so far back you might not even be able to find it by scrolling. But that being said, if you're interested, just to let you know, in that episode of Who, or that episode of uh, Bright Man where we talked about Who, I watched like three or four Who matches and I calculated the WPM of each match. That's the Who's per minute. And I did a tally of how many times they said who during the match. And the results will floor you. Jesus hates Chris. This match is still going on. Savio goes for a big Ultimate Warrior splash. Bradshaw is supposed to get up out of the way. He forgets and rolls and still gets hit by the Savio splash. I got it, McMahon. I know who the partner's going to be. Well, tell us. Who is it going to be? Jose Lothario! Ha-ha! What? It can't be the Super Sock Jose Lothario. You know, King, maybe it's going to be a newcomer here in the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, no, wait, I've got it. Maybe it's going to be the former sumo wrestler, Yokozuna. The match is still going on, and we're in another rest hold. More talking about Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, McMahon, maybe Jake can loan uh, his partner out Then Heartbreak Kid. Who? Jack? no, not who. Jake Daniels! Ha-ha! 
Uh, this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, just so you want to see some live WWF action, we're going to be in Albany, Worcester, Portland, and Bangor. That's a big fucking trip, man. I mean, th- who plans these fucking live events out? Albany, New York, Worcester, Mass. Then you're going all the way over to Portland, Oregon, and then flying all the way back to Bangor, Maine. Oh, 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 Portland, Maine. Reaching for content this week, folks, here on the Appearance Bond special. Bradshaw, the big ornery Texan. Wait a minute, King! I forget about that big ornery Texan. I, you have a phone call. I do? Yes, it's a phone call. Hello? Mr. Perfect! Hey, McManus, Mr. Perfect, let's get him on! Mr. Perfect, where are you? None of your business, McMahon. Where are you calling from? I'm on a cell phone. Mr. Perfect, will you be the mystery partner? Wait, hold on, Mr. Perfect! Stay with us! And we go to a commercial, which means the match must continue. We come back to a WWE Live Events promo. Now... I will say multiple things about this. The first is the less egregious. Uh, they just named the cities that I just named, giving us information we already have, so whatever. But the promotional material for this fucking live event tour called the Attitude Adjustment Tour is a young boy's face. Kind of shades of Modoc, actually, because he's just a face. But he's hooked up to the WWF ring ropes as if they're... The current cables of an electric chair. Sure enough, a big WWF metal logo sphere is on top of this kid's head. And he's being electrocuted to death by the ring ropes. I've had it up to here with these antics. <laughs> Anywho, go to the Attitude Adjustment Tour if you're interested. We're back. During the commercial break, Mr. Perfect hung up the phone. Vince McMahon throws shade at cell phone service. Why not all cellular telephones are a bit unreliable, King? Uh, the king encourages Mr. Perfect to call back and do me a favor, call collect. Uh, we don't uh, accept collect calls actually here at World Wrestling Federation. Match is still going on. This poor crowd, they're so far into this taping and they're given this. Uh, partner alert, the king hypothesizes the partner may be Anthony Quinn. Anthony Quinn, he's 81 years old. We just had his 12th kid. Ha ha. Now, folks. Again, stretching for content here at the uh, Appearance Pod special. I don't know who Anthony Quinn is. So let's Google him real quick. An actor. All right. From Zorba the Greek. My God. That's an Academy Award winning film, I do believe. What else is he in? Wow, his filmography has its own Wikipedia, for Christ's sakes. Wait a minute. Is this Vivaldi? Is this the dude from Last Action Hero? It is! Tony Vivaldi! I love this guy! Holy shitballs! This guy fucking rules! I don't really recognize any other... Oh, he's in Jungle Fever. Okay, I've seen that. Ghost can't do it! This man... That's... He's the husband and Ghost can't do it with Bo Derek! That's the movie where Bo Derek's husband directed a film because he wanted everybody to see her boobs because he's like one of those dudes. And that's... I'm not throwing shade. I'm not trying to be mean, okay? I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying. Uh, Trump's in that movie. So what have we learned, folks? Anthony Quinn, star of Ghost Can't Do It, and he's one half of the... Tell Jack Slater that the Vivaldi mob is teaming up with the other mob. (laughs) 
<laughs> Leo the Fart is going to go off with the Vivaldi mob. I like Last Action Hero. It's a good film. Uh, it's kind of come into a better appreciation over this last decade. Shut up, watch. No one asked you. Where were we? There's a slugfest center ring, and the hawk charges into the buckles, but Savio counters with the side. Savio suplex. Wait a minute, big man. Could 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 the partner be Brian Pillman? Oh, I highly doubt that the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels would associate with someone of Brian Pillman's ilk. No, okay, I got another idea. Maybe it's one of Jake Roberts' kids. Not funny. Back body drop by Savio Vega. Uncle Zebekiah then eats a Savio punch. JBL goes to throw the clothesline from Tejas, but for vengeance, Uncle Zeb tripped Savio Vega, and JBL clotheslined the air. Savio springs up, hits the spinning heel kick. One, two, three. Oh, thank the maker. The match is over. Post-match, Savio threatens to attack Uncle Zeb, but JHB attacks. Zebekiah gives Bradshaw the rope. Bradshaw takes a mighty swing and cracks the cowbell on the skull of the Caribbean legend. They then brand him. All right, let's head back to the sexy powers at the WWF Studios. The sexy powers are still not wearing t-shirts. And didn't they promise not to draw this thing out? The king demands some answers. Sean lets us know. He just called from his car phone. He's on his way, Jack. Oh, car phone. I see what you did there. You're absolutely implying it's a Mr. Perfect Shades of the Macho Man saying, I got a partner. I'm going to tell you who it is. The partner is going to be, it's Mr. Perfect, bottom line. Uh, but it's not Mr. Perfect, bottom line. Uh, well, gentlemen, uh, if you're not going to tell us who your partner is, perhaps you could tell us about your title defenses next week. Now, this is kind of a cool concept for a show. The next week, the WWF Championship and Intercontinental Championship will be on the line as the Sexy Powers defend their individual titles, each against one half of the current Federation Tag Team Champions, the Smoking Guns. The Heartbreak Kid taking on Billy and Ahmed taking on Bart. Letting us know how they look at the smoking guns here with the hierarchy of title defenses. Uh, the Heartbreak Kid calls Billy Gunn the drugstore cowboy. He's going to take a rompin' and a stompin' and go down to some sweet chin music. Ahmed lets Sonny, the manager of the guns, know that he's got a message for her. Sonny, let me tell you what they say in the hood. Don't bring your gun unless you plan on using it. And the sexy powers fade from our screen. Not yet revealing... Who the partner is here on the Concrete Man Appearance Bond Special. We then cut to some footage of some stuff that I was absolutely not expecting to see, but it's a welcome addition nonetheless. It's like fan fest footage from live events that were held over the weekend, uh, mainly like in the Continental Airlines Arena parking lot. Uh, HB, like there's a stage set up in the parking lot, there's lots of superstars there, there's autograph signings, there's actually what looks to be eh, a decent amount of people there i mean it looks like there was you know it was worthwhile heck uh, the the godwins are there ahmed johnson is there in like a tummy shirt sonny's there the wild man mark marrow and sable uh even triple h is there signing autographs the heartbreak kid is on a stage and he's got a camcorder uh they big man calls it the click cam i kind of remember this but uh yikes don't put that tape on in front of my mama Lord knows what an HBK had on the click cam. I can only imagine. Nonetheless, everyone, thanks for coming out 
and seeing the World Wrestling Federation live. Back at the tapings, Camp Cornette is already in the ring with the jobber entrance. Stay with us! We'll be back. We're back! And no, ladies and gentlemen, it's not hee-haw, it's the Godwins with some of their family critters. God damn. I hate the Godwins dub music so much. Like, their entrance is so long, I heard parts of it I didn't know existed. Jerry the King Lawler invites Jim Cornette to commentary, and Cornette is more than willing. After all, he's in a good mood. But the good mood quickly fades as one of the Godwins forces Jim Cornette to touch a goat, and Jim Cornette is furious. The bell rings, and we're starting off with Hank, the big hog farmer from Bitters, Arkansas, taking on the British Bulldog. Truly a main event in Eddie City in Maine. Right away, the big hog farmer makes the call. You hear that? He's calling his mother. Ha ha! Just to let you know, tickets are still available for the General Motors place in Vancouver for the international incident in your house. Cornette wants to get confirmation that the Ultimate Warrior is indeed suspended. And he's all like, well, it's my understanding the Ultimate Warrior is suspended. Right, Mr. McMahon? Interesting here, as he calls him Mr. McMahon, and sort of acts like he's a character that could sort of affirm the suspension, or perhaps inferring Mr. McMahon laid down the suspension. Ah, interesting. Well, now, just a moment there, Jim Cornette. We're likely to see him back in the squared circle once he posts an appearance bond. Vader with a cheap shot, and he's in now with kidney shots to Bitters, Arkansas. <laughs> Vader came crashing down on the Ultimate Warrior, and, and when he dropped that Vader bomb, he was hovering like one of them big ships in Independence Day. Pause. Who's writing this? Okay. Who came to the raw recording session with these notes of what sort of references to make and how to hit them? I need to know. I need to speak with this person because it's like Mad Libs. All right, when you talk about the Wimbledon Stricker, probably Independence Day. Also, there's a phenomenon in motion picture theaters these days called Phenomenon. Uh, Dosh Strawberry recently returned to the world of the baseball's major leagues, and he didn't have a good day, so we need to talk about that. Uh, we should also probably mention uh, the Ultimate Warrior's appearance bond numerous times. Also, we need to invent the phrase appearance bond. Which is one of the reasons why this is called the Concrete Man Appearance Bond Special. Because it's so WWF. Like holding the title in abeyance and things of that nature. Uh, uh, the Remnants of the Urn. Remnants of the Urn. The King of the Ring Award winner. The Appearance Bond. The WWF Championship is in abeyance. All wonderful McMahon-isms. Uh, Cornette reiterates that the Ultimate Warrior needs an appearance bond because he didn't show up to fight members of Camp Cornette. So that's a wrinkle Jimmy's trying to add. He says that he's scared. The big hog farmer from Bitters, Arkansas, tries to souple the Mastodon. And he does! Holy Toledo! What the fuck? Why did that happen? Vader is rocking, and now he's down! But he's quickly back up and in control. Until Phineas chimes in, hitting Vader with a cheap shot against the ropes. Why is Vader in peril here? Uh, a big pig drop type maneuver for the cover. One, two, no! McMahon, how much caffeine have you had today? It doesn't matter! 
Uh, the pig is now, that being Phineas, is now biting Vader? I don't understand this at all. A big clothesline from Boulder, Colorado, though, swings the pendulum. The British Bulldog is tagged in, but Pig hits a Bulldog on the British Bulldog. To the point where McMahon yells, A Bulldog on the Bulldog! How about it? But Vader is brought right back in and hits a big Vader splash to the Pigster and then a Vader line. Cornette is all smiles. The look on your face can change when Sean and I'm ad reveal just whom they've chosen as their partner. That's what you think, McMahon. The warrior was the fiercest one of them, and he went back to visit his cousin Prince Mongo on the planet Zambodia. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Well, fans, we're going to have to pause again because I didn't get this reference. I traveled to the deepest, darkest quarters of my nerd brain. I was like, is this a Flash Gordon reference? No, because the planet is Mongo, and there's no planet named Zambodia. Uh, the prince is not Mongo. The prince is, uh, I forget Timothy Dalton's prince name. It doesn't matter. But the things that I learned from WWF programming, because when my brain was empty, I said, fuck it, and I put it in my Google machine. Apparently, Prince Mongo is a hidden gem of a reference made by Cornette, and also the king laughs when he says this. So I know that I'm on the right track when I found the stuff on the Google. It's a reference to a gentleman that constantly runs for the office of mayor in Memphis, Tennessee. He's a bit of a disruptor. You know, people will vote for him and they won't vote for one of the like main candidates and then somebody will win and it's all Prince Mongo's fault. Uh, Prince Mongo, as a human being, claims to be from the planet Zambodia. And he's often seen in public wearing a green-colored wig... And some space goggles. Thus proving once and for all that cocaine is a hell of a drug. Hog Farmer comes in to battle the man they call Vader. Cornette is angry about the blatant cheating from the farmers of a hog-based nature. He's close to declaring martial law. He remains uncommitted to Marshall's son, Forest Law. That is a Tekken joke. So deal with that. A clothesline from Bitters Arkansas gets only two. And again, why, 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 why is Vader getting covered at all? He's in here with the motherfucking Godwins. Cornette claims the sexy powers will be at a disadvantage based on Camp Cornette being a well-oiled machine and Vince McMahon should be fearful. The Bulldog from England is tagged in now. And Cornette demands that McMahon publicly state that the British Bulldog has pinned the Heartbreak Kid while he has world ch- he was world champion and is world champion. Uh, he also wants McMahon to publicly announce that, or remind us, that Vader was the first man to claim victory via pinfall over the current champion of an intercontinental nature that is Ahmed Johnson. The Bulldog bounces off the ropes and hits the leg drop from Leeds. One! Two! No, he didn't get him. Cornette's now indicating that Ahmed Johnson is bald due to infertility? Jerry the King Lawler adds that Ahmed Johnson is bald on the outside and the inside. Both heels laugh. I'm confused. What does bald on the inside mean? But there's no time to ponder because a headlock 
is, uh, you know, cinched in by the British Bulldog onto the hog farmer, and the hog farmer is powered down. The man they call Vader is brought in with a big Ultimate Warrior-style splash. He covers! One! Two! No. All right, fine. Vader's up, and he hits another Ultimate Warrior-style splash. Cornette then leaves his post on commentary to get a better view of the match uh, happening. Uh, an alert from the concrete man himself. Due to time constraints, we may not be able to present the Undertaker video that was promised. We can assure you, if there is no time to hear the Undertaker video that was promised, we will air it next week. Now, this is interesting to me because we hypothesize the theory, and this might lend credence to that theory, that the Warrior match was set to air on another episode because obviously this stuff's all cut together and can be timed out perfectly. Uh, there's no live element to it, so you shouldn't run out of time. Unless, of course, you time things out differently. Uh, or, or maybe the episode was cut together just the way it is, but the video had to be cut so we could cut into the WWF Studios to talk to the sexy powers. You know, they're eating up all the time the video would have taken. I don't know. Somebody call Robert Stack. Because we've got an unsolved mystery. Jim Cornette returns in a side souffle delivered by the big hog farmer. This causes Cornette to stand up and immediately leave again. And he's back. Vader mounts the top rope and hovers over the hog farmer like a giant planet killer from Independence Day. He starts to rumble. Vader bomb! Oh, delivered! And the hog farmer is crushed. Uh, we cut to the announce table after the Vader bomb, and the fucking nerds that are Jim Cornette and Jerry the King Lawler actually do a high five. Uh, they brush up against Vince, and Cornette's all like, Hey, we better watch McMahon's toupee! Vader, of course, in the Vader bomb position, makes the cover. One, two, it's over. Wait a minute, what? The hog farmer kicked out of the Vader bomb? What in the flying fuck? Stay with us! And we're back. What the fuck is going on? Why is Henry Godwin kicking out of the motherfucking Vader bomb? Uh, anywho, the British Bulldog and the Hog Farmer are now legal. A souffle is coming up, but the Hog Farmer hits a big right hand. And shades of Kentucky Fried Chicken, we've got a double down. Jim Cornette accuses the Hog Farmer of using some brass knucks, which I laughed at. Both men are up, and the British Bulldog tags the man he calls Vaudal. The Hog Farmer is in peril after Vader delivers a King Kong Bundy-esque avalanche. Vader charges again, but foolishly this time he leaps horizontally so the big Hog Farmer can catch him and hit a goddamn power slam. That should have been a spot saved for the international incident, and Ahmed Johnson should be doing that to Vader, not the fucking hog farmer. Cornette is freaking out. He leaves again to go to the Camp Cornette corner and bang on the mat three times, perhaps trying to start an LOD chant, I guess? The British Bulldog is tagged back in. Pigged finally gets a hot tag. Cornette returns to the booth. What? Vader's tagged back in. I hate when that happens, when there's a hot tag made, and then the other person's tagged back in immediately. Uh, Cornette accidentally calls Camp Cornette's uh, Vader and Bulldog. He's like, what are these idiots? I mean, guys, doing? He then apologizes. Uh, the Bulldog splash uh, goes for a splash. The pig moves. Vader splashes, though. 
Cornette is in peril and leaves again. Cornette like a jack in the box in this match. He's up, he's down, just like the British Bulldog. An avalanche is delivered to Hog. It's a complete fucking clusterfuck at this time. Uh, Vader cheap shots Pig in the back of the skull. Bulldog body slams him. Don't tell me it was the power slam, okay? I know it was supposed to be the running power slam, but it wasn't. He didn't run and there was no power. He almost dropped him. He makes the cover. One, two, three, it's over. Oh, thank God. Why are they doing this to Camp Cornette? Like, I understand in a vacuum I shouldn't care. But, like, the matches on this episode of Raw were so long. And they're not good. And, hey, Diana Hart-Smith is here. She meets the uh, Camp Cornette boys halfway down and gives them hugs. Yay! But let's head to the WWE Studios and talk to the sexy powers because we are running short on time. All right, Ahmed, where is your partner? Chachi, he's here in the parking lot. I'll tell you what, we're going to bring him in, and when you see him, you're going to lay eyes on the perfect partner for this situation. Ah, perfect partner. What a tease as we head to commercial. We then get a promo for the Superstar line. A fans call the Superstar line. What's going on? There's some sort of bizarre love triangle between Sable, Goldust, and Marlena, but where does mankind fit in? We're back with Jim Cornette standing in front of a Monday Night Raw banner wearing what he wore during this taping cycle, but clearly not at actual Monday Night Raw, just in front of a Raw sign at the studio. So that's fine. We all know the, the fucking scoop here. I'm not revealing anything big. It's just fun. Uh, he believes that no one will have the capability to join the sexy powers because all of the WWF superstars have prior commitments. You're bluffing. It's obvious you got nobody. It's obvious to me they're just really trying to lay it in on thick, lay it in thick. That's got to be somebody who's off roster uh, trying to get those viewers. I was going to say trying to get those clicks because, you know, it's 2023. But uh, trying to make sure those viewers don't switch over to see the medium-sized mang, the big mang, and the in-between mang. Um, they're going to forget to bring the gang to the gang fight. They got nothing. Now we cut to a split screen. Jim Cornette on the left, the sexy powers on the right. It's clear that Ahmed Johnson has a large white man standing behind him. Shawn Michaels speaks. Jim Cornette, we don't bluff this. The World Wrestling Federation. Boy, you gotta know when to hold him and when to fold him. And you should have folded. Surprise, surprise. Look what we have for Cap Cornette. Ahmed Johnson moves aside. The man is revealed. He is also topless, wearing jeans. So we've got topless spandex pants, topless dress pants, and topless jeans. They are the sexy powers. He has curly, sexy blonde hair, the sexy powers. Oh my god, I know who it is, but in case you don't, Vince McMahon, the concrete man himself, makes the iconic announcement. Psycho Sid! Cornette makes an insane face of dismay. It is Psycho Sid! Psycho Sid speaks. See, look at it, man. You're probably asking yourself, Shawn Michaels, what have you gone and done? Shawn Michaels at this point is making baby faces in the background. It's the type of faces you would make to a baby to entertain it, perhaps distract it. Well, bottle is being prepared, and that's fine. Whatever. He's just the WWF champion. Sid continues. Yeah, twice. He's opened the gates of hell, and he has released me. This time for you, Cornette, and the Cornette can. <laughs> Sorry. This time for you, Cornette, and the Cornette camp, as opposed to Camp Cornette. 
There's nothing. There's nothing! There's no good news! Because I can hear you. I can hear you screaming out for help. For help. But there's no one there. <laughs> there's no one there! Kip Cornette isn't getting in the ring with that guy. He's a nut. I'm putting up with this. Oh, shit. I read the Jim Cornette part in the Sid voice. So I should probably go back for help. But there's no one there. <laughs> there's no one there. Whoa! Gabe Cornette and getting in the ring with this guy. He's a nut. I putting up with this. Ah! The Psycho Sid theme starts to play. So long, everyone. Join us next week for more Monday Night Raw. Well, Psycho Sid's not a bad trade-up. I'll say that. I mean, honestly, Psycho Sid and the Ultimate Warrior kind of cut from the same cloth. Entertaining, insane promos. Questionable ring work, but can be carried. I like it. And you know what? Sid is a much better fit for this era. The Ultimate Warrior is a fucking cartoon and a shyster because he's always tried to sell shit. Oh, did you know that you can now sign up for the Warrior University where you can major in such things as cosmic fortitude? You can also major in cosmos exploration. And don't forget, you can master in... <laughs> you can get your master's degree by getting the major of Warrior Ethics. And don't forget to sign up right now for a free picture of Warrior University and buy my comic book. So I, I, I think Sid is a trade-up here, but that does indeed conclude this episode of Monday Night Raw, and I feel like the scene has been set for the international incident in your house, which of course will be the next topic of conversation when we join you again on Concrete Man. However, just as a side note, well, the Ultimate Warrior, you know what? I was going to pivot into say and subscribe, but I've got a question that just popped into my head. We all know the Ultimate Warrior would go to WCW, blah, 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 who cares? But then, like I mentioned much earlier, he would return to the WWF, go to the Hall of Fame, give a speech, and die. However, before he gave that speech that led to his untimely demise on Monday Night Raw, did he post the appearance bond? Or did the unfortunate, sad, and untimely death, death of Gorilla Monsoon in 1999 force the appearance bond to expire? Again, somebody get Robert Stack on the phone. Fuck, he's dead too. The mystery remains unsolved. But nothing remains unsolved here on the new TNN. We've always got the answers and entertainment that you're seeking for. Yes, we do talk about professional wrestling. Yes, we talk about bad movies. Yes, we talk about Dawson's Creek. But first and foremost, those discussions are always based around entertainment. You want star rankings? Go somewhere else. But if this is the place for you, and I think it is, subscribe to the new TNN podcast feed so you get notified whenever new content drops. And keep an eye out for the next edition of Concrete Man, where the international incident will be held in your house. I'm Johnny C. And a winner is you.